Heads up, small business leaders, you're listening to My Quest for the Best, where published experts share relevant stories for inspiration and tools for transformation to unlock your growth potential. We release a new episode every week to help you navigate your managing and leadership challenges, so subscribe to stay up to date. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and more for your convenience. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, this is Sherrianna Boyle, author of Emotional Detox, and you are listening to my quest for the best. Hi, this is Bill Ringel, host of My Quest for the Best, where ambitious business leaders come to discover strategies and tactics to unlock their growth potential. Joining me today is Sherrianna Boyle. Sherrianna is the author of Emotional Detox and six other book titles. She's an emotional detox educator, therapeutic coach, and founder of The Cleanse Method, for which she received a trademark. Chiriana has a master's in education as well as a certificate of advanced graduate study in school psychology from the University of Massachusetts. She teaches for the, the PESI Behavioral and Mental Health Education for professional credit as an adjunct psychology professor at Cape Cod Community College. She's based outside of Boston and is here to talk to us about emotional detox, issues and benefits for business leaders in particular. Welcome, Sherrianna. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Say, when you were growing up, who's someone who influenced or inspired you? Uh, definitely my mother. I, I would like to give her some credit. And I grew up in a family-operated business that was in business for 35 years. And both my parents really inspired me with their, with their work ethics, for sure. And is there a particular um, thing that she would say to you or was it her example or some way of showing Mm. support for you that really resonates today? She would say, don't pay attention to what anybody else is doing. Just keep your eyes focused on what you're doing. Her words were pretend they're not there. Don't look Mm -hmm. at the competition. Don't, don't worry about people taking, um, customers or business away from your business just stay focused on your business and that's how you that's how you will um, do fine and that that really has helped me can you remember when that advice came in handy with making a particular decision or choice it it comes in handy all the time it it came in handy when i started a business years ago back in uh, 2003 i i remember starting a business and then having other similar businesses open up around me and and she would just keep repeating that just focus on yourself pretend they're not there and the same thing comes into play as i write books and I go out and market and and I'm creating this movement that the emotional detox movement now and it's really just focusing on this work and and what I believe in and don't worry what what everybody else is doing and thinking and um, just stay true to what works for you and and really just be yourself I think is the big message that I got from her just be be you and that I take with me every single day. Just be myself. The authenticity and focus. What a great reminder. Definitely. So in your book, you say that an emotional detox is like a physical detox in that it's a systematic and mindful way to purge undigested emotions inside. 
how did you develop this approach and what are a few ways that you've benefited as a pioneer in this area? Well, I developed the approach initially from pure interest. I had just written a book called Mantras Made Easy. And when I write a book, I, I really immerse myself in the work. So I was, I was reciting mantras and I was in the practice. I was really learning about the benefits of them. And then when I completed that book, I just kind of popped into my head. I thought, you know, I really want to write about emotions and I want to know what happens to our emotions when we, do they just go away? Do they just disappear? Or do they stick around? And how does that work? And what is the anatomy of our emotions? I guess I just had a pure interest in discovering more. And I did all the research. I, I researched for several weeks, and then I submitted all the research to um, my publisher. And I said, what do you think? And they said, I think they said, you need to do more research. So I went back and I did more research and I resubmitted all this proposal. And um, lo and behold, Simon and Schuster picks up this work and says, we would like you to move forward and write this book. And I started moving forward. And then I ended up in a uh, having a situation in my life happen that was absolutely traumatic. And I was devastated. And so I went back to the publisher and I said, I, I'm a mess. And, and this is unusual for me. I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty even keeled, not a lot rocks my boat kind of person. And I cannot write this book right now. It would not be ethically right for me to write a book on emotional detox when I myself am a mess. And they said, take the time you need. And so I did. And then as I was taking this time, I'm, I'm going to therapy, like what a lot of people do, right? They go to a therapist. And I wasn't in therapy before. And I'm going through the motions. And then at one point, I was in therapy. And the, and the therapist got up and walked away. She got distracted. She had to, like, go fuss with something. And in that moment, she, she had asked me before she got up, she asked me a question. And then she went up and got distracted and came back down. But, but in that small moment between her getting up and coming back, I had the biggest aha moment of my life. It, it was huge. And when she sat back down, I thought to myself, I don't want, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I just, I, I just got something so impactful and I went home and I started oh, wait a second. writing about it. Wait a second. Can, yes. can you share yes. what that big insight was? <laughs> don't leave us hanging. Yes, I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so the, so the backstory is I'm kind of running circles around this is so after I did the research on emotional detox, I would, I discovered my husband was having an affair, which is in the book. And it absolutely rocked my world. I, 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 I just have never, ever felt such trauma in my, my whole physical body. It felt like I'd been hit by a truck. So he and I are in therapy together at this point. And that's when she got up and walked away. And we're sitting there, and she had asked a question. We're supposed to answer this question. And the aha moment for me was 
what if we don't answer the question? What if our breath answers the question? And I went home and I started to play with this idea and I started to, to delve in because I, into how we can get into the subconscious mind because I'm a, um adjunct psychology professor. I teach this stuff all the time. I absolutely love it. So I know how to get into the subconscious mind. But what if we actually don't answer it with words? And what if we let our breath be the answer? And after I started, this is only one step of the cleanse, by the way. Once I started to do that practice, I went to my husband and I said, I'm all done with therapy. I don't, I don't want to go back anymore. And he said, are you sure? Like, really, are you sure? Like, take time and, and decide this. Because I want to make sure you don't, you don't regret this. And I said, no, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I've got another plan. And at this point, the cleanse was developing. And I, from that point on, I really, it's not that I don't believe in therapy, but I believe that this is a tremendous supplement and it just changed my life and it changes the way I function and everything in my life. And the cleanse just continued to be developed right up until the end. And now, um, I told you before the show, I'm writing, I'm writing another emotional detox book, which will come out next year emotional detox for anxiety with using the exact same formula and it's so incredibly expansive that the information that's coming through is so deep so in some ways i feel honestly i feel like this was channeled from something way higher than me in a moment where i was just as vulnerable as can be do-it-yourself healing can be super powerful for people as you've experienced yourself yet there are emotional issues that are best resolved in a more traditional setting with a licensed professional from your experience and training what are the limits of the emotional detox process and what are the characteristics of people for whom this is ideal well of course i think this is this is ideal for everybody there there are no the, the thing is when it comes to process learning how to process your emotions so what you're saying is that this is a great process for people who have emotions. This is a great process for every everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there is no negatives. It's not, it, there are, it, it's a process you can only gain from this process. You will never lose. So it's a very positive process. Let me just go through the, the steps in abbreviated form. It's, it's the acronym for cleanse. Clear, look inward, emit, activate joy, nourish, surrender, and ease. And that's a way of cleansing those negative, toxic emotions that might have built up from, like you said, what happens in the body to emotions over time. Here's the thing with the emotional detox. Emotional detox in, in the mindset, the emotions are not toxic. It's how we react to our emotions that create toxicity. Great point. Can you give us an example of that? How about overwhelmed, right? A lot of people, a lot of people feeling overwhelmed by their workload and okay. hours and competition and all that kind of stuff, right? So they might react to feeling overwhelmed. Number one way we react is we become distracted. That that's the number one signal. Another way we react to our emotions rather than than process them is we start thinking. 
we think, we ruminate, we want to problem solve or fix it. And that's all well and good. I'm not saying that you're not going to problem solve anymore. You're not going to be great at, at coming up with solutions. But what I am saying is, and why this applies to everybody, whether you do traditional therapy, whatever you do, why this is a great supplement is the movement in emotional detox that I'm creating is that we feel first, then we think. Right now, we do the opposite. We think about things, we talk about things, and then maybe we feel them. Probably we don't do that very much at all. So is what you're looking to do through the movement and sharing your process is get people to recognize and value the messages and the content of, of the feelings that come up for all of us all through the day. Yes, but not through talking, not by talking and labeling them. That's, that's the old model that we late. Talk about the new the model. The new model is that when we go to label an emotion, so like let's say I feel frustrated in my work or overwhelmed, as soon as you label it, you're actually holding it in place. That's a reaction. Labels happen because we want to control. Mm -hmm. In the new model, we don't label. I'm not saying you might not put, describe it later, but I'm talking through the cleanse method. You t it teaches you how to feel a feeling first. So when it's at the sensation stage. Yes, but we have to go through a process to get there because a lot of people are numb. So describe how you worked with a business leader and what some of the before and after differences. Jeannie is a powerhouse, okay? She's, she's got so many skills that she's almost overqualified for a lot of things, right? And people do that. They get overqualified and then they're like, now what do I do? And so she is doing this podcast thing and marketing and branding and all of that stuff. And she was stuck in reactivity and... So what I did with Jeannie is really help her, number one, to identify the difference between reacting and a feeling. That's where you start. Am I reacting or am I feeling? And it's really amazing when you start to really learn this, you realize, oh my gosh, so much of what I do is reactivity. I think about things. I assume. I do a lot of mind reading. I already tell myself, Jeannie did this. She was telling herself what people were going to say. Am I reacting or am I feeling? And most of the time, what we are calling a feeling is actually a coping mechanism. It's the way we're keeping ourselves from feeling, which I call a state of, not, a state of resistance. Okay. So when people are reacting, that's another coping mechanism. It's most often it's coping mechanisms. We, we got into this focus on, you know, stress tools, right? The world of mindfulness and, and we have wonderful tools for people that are very effective and very scientifically proven. But the, the challenge is, is we, we made them a coping thing. You, you can cope with your stress by doing this or doing that. And it's not about coping, it's about feeling. So I say we've, we've kind of raised a bunch of cope addicts 
you know, they have to cope with everything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just like, oh, I got to cope with this. And now I got to cope with this. And now I got to cope with that. And it just, you're not going to have any movement, which is emo- emotions have to be moving and flowing and fluid. You And when we cope with them, we push them down and we repress and suppress them in the body. And then that increases reactivity. So when someone's feeling, what is the process that you encourage them to go through to bypass the coping mechanisms? One is I I teach people about the anatomy of emotions and how they work in the body. And there's, there's something called the vagus nerve. It's a nerve that has two chambers. It's one of the largest nerves in the body. It intersects with almost every single organ in the body. And the two chambers, one is one brings in relaxation and one brings in the fight or flight response, which is reactivity. And so what I do is I teach people how to tone this nerve on a daily basis. Well, actually, the formula does it for you when you do the cleanse formula. Each step tones your vagus nerve every single day. This nerve is 80% sensory. So you can tell yourself, you can talk, to, and that's the other thing we do for coping mechanisms. We do a lot of self-talk, right? People do a lot of self-talk. And the problem is the self-talk doesn't touch this nerve. Mm-hmm. This nerve is sensory. So the first thing I do is I, first I want to teach people the difference between a reaction and feeling. Second thing is once they're aware that they're reacting, What does that feel like in their body? And then the the number one step of the cleanse, which I say clear reactivity, is anatomically, it's like a reset in the body. You can reset it. I I think of emotions like food. If your body is not properly digesting food, you're not going to get the nourishment and you're going to, you might even overeat. And you do the same thing with emotions. If it's not properly processing and digesting your emotions. So the image that I'm getting in my mind is I'm thinking to myself, if we were to take our food, chew it, put it in a little plastic bag, and then swallow the plastic bag, that's kind of what people are doing with their emotions. Exactly. The plastic yeah. bag prevents people from actually fully digesting and reaping the benefits of the nutrition. Yeah, it's a great, that's a great image. Yeah, they're not, they're not getting the benefits of the emotions are extremely nutritious when, when you feel them, when you don't feel them, they're very heavy. You know, like when you have a big meal and you overeat and you're like, oh my God, I can't move. I can't move. Like I I have, I just can't do anything now. You overdid it, right? It's the same thing with emotions when they're not digested. You do, you can you can feel like you just can't move. And all you do is just do the same thing over and over again. But what's one small step that someone listening to this show right now could do to unleash some of the nutrition and benefit from the emotions that are most likely hanging around and unprocessed? What I can do is give them what I call the, the three pre-cleanse questions. Oh, good. So the three pre-cleanse questions are exactly my aha moment when I was in that office. And the first question is, how is my breathing? And I do it three times because the first time you can kind of fake it. Mm -hmm. The second time the body kind of perks up. Okay. She's on to something. The third time I'm in my subconscious. Okay. And then what's the second step? Second question is, how distracted am I? Immediately, your brain wants to think about all the things that are distracting you. Or you just become aware that you are distracted. 
and you answer it again. Inhale and exhale. That is your answer. And the key is, is that you're breathing in response to asking yourself these questions. Exactly. So you're retraining your system to feel because your body knows your history. Your cells know your history more than, your, than, than anything. And what's the third pre-cleansing question? The third question is, what are the quality of my thoughts? And the reason I have people ask this question when I teach them, before I teach them the formula, and you inhale and exhale, so I'll ask it now, what are the quality of my thoughts, inhaling and exhaling? Now, generally, people either are, are on two ends of the spectrum. They're either maybe negative or worried or, you know, in that area, or they're like, yeah, you know, everything's great. I'm having a great day. Sun's out. It's beautiful, right? But I actually, when it comes to feeling your emotions, I want you to be right and neutral. And when you ask that question, what are the qualities of my thoughts? And then you inhale and exhale. You're getting to the space of neutral. And the space of neutral says, my life does not have to be perfect. And it doesn't have to be perfect for me to feel my feelings. That's what I love about neutral. In fact, my life can be complete crap that day, but I can still feel my feelings. I think a lot of people listening can relate to that. <laughs> so that's, that's how you kind of get, I say it's like putting your training wheels on a little bit. I don't have to answer this with my brain. I can let my breath. Because what you're doing is you're saying, look, we're, we're combating something that we've spent our whole lives developing a pattern and inertia toward doing. And we have to start with some pre-cleansing questions to get oriented to make sure that the cleanse process has the best chance of succeeding. Exactly. So I'm a big fan of mind-body researchers like Candice Pert. And she says that the body is the unconscious mind. What implications does that statement have for business leaders devising strategy, making decisions, and allocating resources day to day. Because if you don't take time to feel your feelings, you will get triggered. And you don't know whether what something is happening in front of you. So for example, as a, as a business leader, you might get a charge from something. Like you might feel like, oh my God, I got to act quick, right? Charge means like usually know a charge, a reaction, because you feel like it's, it's instantaneous. It's got to be quick. It's kind of like a zing emotion where you feel like you have to respond to it quickly. You, you say something quickly, you email something quickly, you text something quickly, you make a decision, you, something comes out of your mouth that, you know, you look back and you're like, crap, I shouldn't have said it like that. Or, you know, um, when you do that, What's, what's happening, what she means, Candace Perk, and I love her, is you know, the unconscious is letting you know a couple things. One, the situation that's arrived in your life right now could be one of two things. It could be revealing something in you, an emotion in you that is looking to be healed. So if someone is really irritating me, I could say they really irritate me, or I could say I'm feeling this because they're, re they're reflecting to me an emotion that I've been carrying in my body that I won't let myself feel. That is one viewpoint. The other reason a situation arrives in your life, let's say a friend of yours is just doing really well. Like, you know, uh, for example, I have a friend who's another author who just won an award and she's just doing fabulous. And I was so excited to have that, re not just for her, but I was like, woo, this reflection is in front of me. That is reflecting what I'm capable of. 
So I have two viewpoints. So I enjoyed your description of changing the focus from the trigger to the release in the sweet surrender section. Can you explain that distinction? The surrender step is about allowing. Right. I think the way you said it sounded a lot like a Bruce Springsteen lyric. <laughs> no retreat, no surrender, baby. <laughs> it's, a, it's a state of allowing because I, what I find with many people, when, right, because when, when you're resisting your emotions, you're resisting energy. You're resisting flow, financial flow, connections opportunities. A big way we resist is we judge, we analyze, we explain, we defend, we, we go over things constantly, we compare and contrast. And I'm, again, I'm not saying you're not going to do those things, but it's going to be after you feel. And if, if it's even still desirable, because the reality is once you feel your feelings, a lot of those behaviors are no longer desirable. Because a lot of them are all part of, in service of resisting. And if you're no longer resisting, then you're allowing it to come forward and then you deal with it rather than worry about the anxiety of something happening. Exactly. And you become just a pure creator. It, you realize it is so much work to do it the other way. Coping is work. One of the things that that was really practical for a business leaders who are busy day in and day out and maybe facing a lot of opposition at work is maybe a salt bath. Why is it a salt bath that you describe in the book as being an, a potential activity to enjoy for someone who's facing a lot of negativity? Why does that work? Salt is known for detoxifying the body. I mean, there's when it comes to the, the core book of an emotional detox, I talk about everything. I talk about taking a bath you just, you could, you allow yourself to feel, you know, you're not, you're not in your head so much. So these are good ways to enhance your emotional detox. They're in addition to the cleanse. These are some ways to retrain your system to just surrender and feel your feelings rather than dictate or control or manage them. So we touched on patterns before and patterns are predictable ways of behaving. Yet when they're not working, then they become a weakness, a blind spot, or a relationship blister in business or personal interactions. What's the principle of energy cleansing that helps us understand how patterns might be changed when they're not serving us? The way we change patterns is by feeling them, which is more a heart-centered approach than, than thinking about them. Patterns are ways that we've learned over time to suppress and repress our emotions. That's what they are. And reactivity is how we make the uncomfortable comfortable. And that's what leads to a pattern. So if I'm, if I'm uncomfortable with public speaking, how do I make myself more comfortable? What do I, what do I do per se? I find a lot of people in business do a lot of self-talk. What you're describing is, a, is how we create our comfort zones, isn't it? By reacting, we're making something go back into that comfort zone. Where to step out of that comfort zone means that we have to feel the feeling. And if you want to clear the pattern, you do have to feel the feeling. I'm not saying that we don't cope in the moment. I'm not saying that we're not going to have moments where we're going to have to just get through something and do the best we can. Of course, that's going to happen. 
But when you are done, so let's say, you know, you are presenting to a panel of people and you're coping with the stress around that and the nervousness or whatever, and, or maybe you're coping with the fact that back home, your family's a mess. But then at some point, at some point, when you, when you have a moment, you have to, you have to feel what came up. Because if you don't take a moment, say, you know what, how it felt to be on the road and to be getting those texts is, and then inhale and exhale. Don't answer it. So Sherriana, are you ready for the My Quest for the Best lightning round? Yes. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? That you don't trust people, you trust your energy. There are a lot of misconceptions about energy and emotions. What would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions about emotions and the need to detox them that you've encountered in writing your book or working with clients? That there's something to be controlled or managed or, or there's something to get rid of. And what would be the thing to do instead? The thing to do instead would be to feel them and to, ex- and, and to cleanse, to get to know the cleanse. And if you had a chance in 60 seconds to share the most important step that every business owner or manager should take in the area of emotional detoxing to get the maximum benefit, what would that one step be and a little bit of context around it? The step would be to tone your vagus nerve every day. That would be the one thing that they could do. And context around that would be you, you could do a cat stretch. That is one way that you can tone it. sherri you have shared so many great ideas and insights with us on my quest for the best today. I just want to thank you so much. Reminding us that emotions aren't toxic. It's how we react to them. Reminder to feel and then think because it just works so much better. And really underscoring the importance of the vagus nerve. Reminding us that the unconscious is letting you know either emotion needs to be handled or reflecting a, a potential or capability that's uh, available to you. So for all these reasons and more, I just want to thank you so much for joining me on My Quest for the Best. Sherry Ann Boyle, author of Emotional Detox, Seven Steps to Releasing Toxicity and Energized Joy. Thank you so much for joining me today on My Quest for the Best. Thank you. Hi, this is Bill, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast interview on My Quest for the Best. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite app so you never miss an episode full of stories, tips, and insights for the ambitious small business leader. Now I have a quick request for you. Please go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and give us a rating and review. My team and I really appreciate the feedback, and we read every comment to find out what you enjoy and what you want as we develop new content, course materials, and a few surprises that we have in store for you. When you rate and review My Quest for the Best, you help other small business leaders find us, subscribe to the podcast, and join the community. You can get the Insider's e-newsletter for small business leaders by going to myquestforthebest.com. We have chosen a challenging path to make a living and make a difference in the world, and I believe it's important to share top-notch resources with each other, which is why you'll find new episodes from top thought leaders and small business experts on My Quest for the Best each week. Thanks for listening and being part of the community. See you on the next episode.